This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by BadMagics.com. BadMagics.com, more than just an online journal or clothing line, BadMagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear. BadMagics.com, shout out to the magic man. BadMagics.com, defenders of the true school. There's an older woman, you know, that kind of just matches up because as far as nature, that that is that is the best you're going to get a young male and an older woman. They're both at their sexual peak. So it really, yeah, it's perfect. I, I guess my I guess my life never uh, never lined up like that. I used to dream of the days when I could just randomly go into someone's house and they'd be like, "I don't have any money, but I'll suck your dick." <laughs> that, I, I would have loved for that to happen. That would have been well. Great. You know what, man? Based on my luck, it would have been a dude. Been, based on what you, <laughs> I ain't got no money, but uh, I suck a real good dick. Man, what? <laughs> man, man. Uh, hey man, when, when do you when do you got when do you have to go to work? Damn man, listen man. Oh, man let me, we have we, we officially so. started recording like fifty some odd seconds ago. So let me start this motherfucking thing off. The only way we can do Erase this that. shit, nigga. The only way we can motherfucking start this shit off. I'm time for all my folks in the city. We finna do this shit on some real shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, this is this is what you heard if you worked in the grocery, in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was gonna be some hardcore shit. What you thought it was a prodigy, nigga? What? <laughs> Rest in peace, the prodigy. By the way, rest in peace, the prodigy. But you know what? <laughs> You know what the good Lord said to you, prodigy, when you got there? What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> he said. <laughs> if, you, if you could actually see us, this man is doing the side head move <laughs> hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got that. I got that eighties head movement going on. That's what that's what Jesus said when prodigy came to the door. <laughs> Yes, this is a George Michael uh, Aretha Franklin classic. Yes, uh, what that, it is, what it that do. is in our minds and hearts uh, forever. Yeah. What it is and what it do, man. This is the grown ass man hip hop show. I am your boy Lawrence G, and you are Jonathan Crane, the master of fear. And Joe still ain't with us. We don't know what happened. We don't know where he went. We don't know what he got going on. Um. Uh, we know what he has going well, we, on. We know what he has going on. We know what he is. And he'll return, and when he does, he'll be. He'll be. Uh, Hopefully, he got stories. Oh, of course, he's gonna have stories. Always. I'll just. I'll give you a clue. There are lots of white women. Yes. <laughs> lots of cocaine. A cocaine. There's a lot of cocaine. It was the wrong dream, my friend. <laughs> you remember uh, from Blow when he was like, I, "You, you didn't have the right dream." He was telling him about cocaine, like you need to, th- like you're trying to sell weed, and that that was the wrong that dream. That was the wrong dream. 
My friend. You gotta well, sell cocaine. <laughs> you gotta sell some coke, man. Cocaine. <laughs> uh, cocaine is a hell of a drug. But um, <laughs> Jonathan Crane, the master of fear, back once again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after the show, the world just kind of fucked us up. Prodigy died. Jay Z dropped the album. Rob Kardashian and China finally did their fucking thing. Yeah. And uh, here we are back again. I feel the like world falls apart, but we're we're still here, man. Think about it. We only missed the Fourth of July. <laughs> but it feel like about four weeks went by. Yeah, it's been a long time. It, it feel like a long time. We was only we only maybe took like of a like a week off. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we lost Prodigy, a a true uh, hip hop legend. You know, Mob Deep meant a lot to me, man, when I was a kid and even as an adult. Um, I remember listening to Hell on Earth and Murder Music. I had to go back for the other um the other CDs before that. That was a little bit before my the infamous and uh, you know, the infamous fo- was before your time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really start. I didn't really come in until like Hell on Hell on Earth. It's Hell on Earth. Who's next is gonna be first? Damn, yeah. dude. I remember. I'm old. I remember uh, Juvenile Hell. You are a little bit older than I am. Shit. I remember Juvenile Hell. That was a horrible ass album cover. Not a great album. Either. You know what, man? Me and my buddy listened to Juvenile Hell. He went back and he bought Juvenile Hell just to have it. Right, you know how you right. go back and you you listen to like uh, like old music from from your favorite artists. Like somebody went back and bought Hawaiian Sophie just to say they had it. Like right. I have every Jay Z. Um, like I kept that five ninety nine. <laughs> you, uh, it's like listening to Tupac Panther Power. It's like or Panther Pride. Oh my God, horrible. Yeah, I mean it was. You could, you could what see, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was like one of his was. first song, main songs that he tried to do. But uh, we listened to Juvenile Hell, and all of the songs, if we remember properly, were kind of like they that? all had these weird things, like from the back, fucker from the back. <laughs> smoke some weed. You gotta smoke some weed. Shoot the gun. You gotta shoot the gun. All of them had like those kid like, okay, this is it. This is the. Prim- well, you know they had just got out of the tutus, man. They hadn't fully <laughs> merged into the street shit, man. They had, you know, they had just just got out of dance class, man. I mean, they were. <laughs> what you expect, man? It was That's great. young. They That's were tra- it, they were transitioning. You know what, man? People. Uh, well, it's a funny way to say it, but they were. People made fun of him for the for the whole thing about the um by him being in the dance class. First of all, what else are you gonna wear in a dance class other than dance attire? I would expect that Mob Deep would at least have a gun in their tutu. Oh, well, you know what, man? You're right. What is that yeah. bulge in your in your pants havoc? It's my nine, son. It's my <laughs> nine, done. <laughs> but but um uh, R.I.P. He succumbed, he succumbed to uh sick sickle cell. Uh, I don't like the narrative they're trying to put out either. What is the narrative? That he uh, that uh, he choked on a, a hard boiled egg. What? Yeah, they're trying to put that out as I mean, I, I don't know if that's the official reason why he died, but I thought it. I thought it had something to do with uh, sick, sickle cell complications. I, honestly and truthfully, I think it was a combination of the two. Yeah, I think he, and I'm speculating, and I don't know if I if, if it's the whole story, but. In my brain, that would be fucked up. In my brain, he was eating a hard-boiled egg while he had a sickle cell situation, and it kind of all happened at the same time. Well, where did the sickle cell thing come from? Because if you swallowed a, a hard-boiled egg and you just it just goes down, you're pretty much gonna die. 
Yeah. That has nothing to do with sickle cell. Yeah, so that's, just that's a what choking I'm situation. Yeah, I don't like the way they put that narrative out there. Um, it, I mean, well, like, man, you know, hey, either way, I, I you know, his his music is legendary. I I had his uh, solo album as well, H and I C. H and I C classic. Yeah, I really Hold enjoy it. You and, down. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, a sample of a sample. That was when the sample of a sample came out with uh, Alchemist. So, man, that was, he had a song on that CD called You Can Never Feel My Pain, and it was a song where he talked about having sickle cell and dealing with that every day. Right, right. And uh, it really touched me. I remember when that came out when I was in high school, and, um, man, it's it's just, we can't have, a rapper has to die if we like him. And that's just what it is. A rapper has to die if we enjoy his music. Big L, Pac, Biggie, um, Prodigy. We just go down a list of just artists can you think of a rapper that died that you were just like, nah, you know what? Too bad he lost his life, but his music was terrible. Just one. God only takes the ones that we care about. Yeah. That's just the truth. You know, Joe and Excuse I, me, Joe and I always talked egg. about that. What'd you say, man? Excuse me, I was choking on a hardball. I heard you the first time. I just I needed just, you to just, just say that in shame. Oh, you wanted me to just say it again? Yeah, yeah, just because it's because there was up. nothing shameful about it. I, I, I don't oh, have, shit. A, I don't have no. a soul, and I don't have timing, and I don't have sensitivity. You know what, man? <laughs> You're not a crook, son. You're just a shook one. But anyway, man. Um. Also, what happened was uh, Jay Z dropped an album. Yes, he did. I, I, you know what? Let me take that back. Let me take that back. Take that back. Jay Z didn't drop an album. Sean Carter dropped an album. Sean Carter, a grown ass man, dropped an album last oh, week or a week and a half. Ago. Adult male, an actual adult fifty. Everybody is like, oh, well, he's talking about his relationship with Beyonce and his kids and black wealth and legacy and black supremacy and this and that and that and the other but what the fuck does a nigga who's almost 50 have to talk about yeah he's he's 48 years he's old. he's he's gonna be 40 47 years old he's completely grown he's he's older than that um yeah on, you that, know yeah you, yeah. you kind of know jay-z, Jay-Z was, like 54 already he's I really, really like 57 years old i'm not gonna give him 57 but i'm putting him around 54 i mean he's I, I do know this. I'm not giving the man almost sixty, dude. I'm giving him. <laughs> I'm not giving Jay Z almost sixty. Uh, yeah, I joke but, around, but, man, but I'm he's, give him he, like fifty between fifty two. He's and an older dude. Yeah. Now, he, now Dre is fifty. Dre is like fifty, fifty one right, years old. Right. Exactly. So I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. I tell you who is damn near fifty. Who? Ice T. Well, I mean, almost sixty. Yeah, Ice T probably like fifty six. But see, but it seems like Ice T was always old as hell. Even when he was young, it was like, nigga, you've been thirty for like twenty years already. <laughs> so that's hilarious. <laughs> he yeah yeah. So what else would he do other than make a song like the story of OJ? The video is um, I think it's stunning. I think it's absolutely amazing. It, it was one of the first videos I saw in like maybe the last six to eight months. That grabbed me. That was kind of like, okay, he's saying something here. Clearly, it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, a breath of fresh air. The album, the video, and everything, because it was like, oh, I forgot. Rappers are actually saying things. Supposed to paint a picture. They're supposed to paint pictures. I forgot they that most rappers uh, are rappers are supposed to use their big boy words. But um, the story of OJ words. What the are you big even talking boy, about? They're big boy words. 
not just that but um the story of oj i've never seen jay-z take that position before it was it was awfully talib kwali of him <laughs> lyrically it was talib kwali yes um i like it man I mean, I'm still, I'm still digesting the video, the album. All I can say is that, in the midst of all this little young nigga shit, Jay Z gave us a grown man album, and he showed us how. He showed hip hop how to grow up. He Jay Z is constantly pushing the boundaries and pushing those limits on what adult hip hop could be. He's been trying to make attempts at that since he you was don't in his have, You don't have to try to be uh eternally young. Right. In to, order on, to, make to a creepy music. level because there's nothing wrong with being young at heart. Jim Jones. You know, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with being young at heart and saying, you know what, I'm still a young person. I can at heart even though I'm a grown man and I have four kids or whatever, I can still be young at heart and, and, and live that way. And mentally, you can still have a young mind, but you have to be an adult. He's the only rapper that aged well. But a lot of rapper, a lot of rappers didn't age well because I think in our culture, it's being getting older is like the worst thing you could ever be. Being older than like 30 is the worst thing. There's nothing worse than that. You're dirt once you turn like 28. Right, exactly. <laughs> you're kind of like you're too old to rap. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like okay. saying football. I mean, and we I, always talked about this, man. Why? Why is it that a rock artist can be 65 and this dude is selling out stadiums, and little kids wear Ozzy Rule shirts? Exactly. And it's like I, I, I think I um, told you this story before, but I remember I was working in my horrible place of torment, and uh, we all got one of those, <laughs> and a. Uh, uh, an older woman and her nephew were shopping. Ah, I remember. I remember hearing the story. Yeah. They were like shopping in the uh, in the grocery store in the produce section, and she was wearing a Slayer shirt. She's wearing. She's like an older woman with a Slayer shirt, and her little uh, nephew was wearing a Slayer shirt. And they were being stopped in the store. People were thanking her. People were like, "Thank you, man, for teaching him the ways of true rock." And they they, they were just they were really like. I was like, man, that's pretty amazing. So you if know? I put a a Jay-Z shirt on my daughter, they're going to stop me and say, Watch closely. You're about to experience a nigga moment. <laughs> I don't know what they'll say, but, man. Why are you teaching her those ways? You're training her to be a nigger. Um, that's really fucked up, but probably true, based on how the direction of this country, sure. We got our color quota filled, so y'all can just get to stepping and get in that piece of shit car, turn it around and head it back up the road. They're probably gonna say that no matter. They're probably gonna say that no matter what shirt you put on. I was just about to say I could put on a white tee and me and my daughter could both go into the store and you nigger, you nigger in a white shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, we're dying on the inside. It's painful. This place is horrible. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's it's not okay to to you know you people don't they aren't allowed to age gracefully in hip hop for some reason. Right. Yet Jay-Z has managed to do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, I can think of a lot of rappers who either went in one of two directions. They either went in the forever young direction or the nigga I'm old direction. Forever young. And, and I give you my barometer. My forever young direction is Jim Jones. My forever old is KRS-One. <laughs> KRS-One has not aged well. 
and Jim Jones just won't age at all. Wasn't KRS-One kind of always the teacher, though, even when he was like 25? Yeah, but he was the teacher. He was always the dude, you know, who was going to teach you and philosophize. But you can still do that. And and uh, he was always an old soul to me. That's my point. Always an old soul. But um, I'm not knocking anything he does, but it's just. But yeah, some guys just some people just just never they never matured. What is Jim Jones really gonna say? Is he really gonna talk about anything like like I don't know, we gotta wait for Max B to get out of jail. And then he can decide he and can go and he can if Max B matures, <laughs> then he can mature by ripping off his music like he's done. Like he's been doing. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Moving so, on. That's a fact. Everyone knows it. <laughs> moving on, we've got a real interesting show line. He up. started to look like Max B. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he fucking ripped like him off so hard. Yeah, hard. Yeah, kind of like, you know. That yeah. is that is a horse of a different color for a show of a different time. Like the way I put that together, that was hard for me to say. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, I would have fucked it up. That was, that, was, that, was, that was a horse of a different color. That, that was, was a, a horse of a different hoe for a bitch with a different weave. Coon of a different <laughs> uh, saloon. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Coon of a different saloon. I, anyway, I'm man. in trouble on a house. So, so we finna have some fun, man. Um, this is another grown ass men top ten episode. Yeah, we're and, really going hard with and, the top tens. And, and this week, yeah, man, we um we got grown men top ten nineties <laughs> worst rappers. Worst. The nineties top ten nineties worst rappers. In our opinion. Okay, and let me let me set this up and you can piggyback off of me. Um, it is we have made it clear on this show a hundred and fifty million times that we are old niggas, old, angry niggas who feel a certain way about hip-hop. I don't mind being old. I don't mind being angry. I don't know how Joe Button feels about being old and angry, but yes, I can be old and very crotchety. Um, but with that being said, because I grew up in the 90s, I can actually say that there were shitty artists out. And I don't hold so clean. See, a lot of... What's going on right now is that romanticization. How you said the romanticization or romanticizing of we'll the take 90s. That. Yeah, we'll take we'll take both of those. Yeah, they're just romanticizing the 90s like mm-hmm. everything was the shit. There was a lot of great music that came out in the 90s. Hands Man, was down. My favorite era. Favorite era of hip hop. But at the same damn time. There were terrible moments. There were terrible moments when when. Uh, somebody tried to either capitalize off of the money that was being generated, weasel their way into the culture on their way to something else. Quite or, a few of those. Or completely just whack fuck up and try. Try and just try as they might, they would just whack. No matter how hard they did try. Um, you want to piggyback off of that before we jump into this list, man? Yeah, man. The The 90s. It's not a. It, it was. It was our favorite era because it's when we were young and when we were, uh, when we were young back in the old days. When we were young, I wanna be forever young. Forever you won't be forever young, no matter how hard you try. Young. But you just, then you just that old dude in the club with the J's and the tight jeans on, <laughs> trying to buy twenty five year old Ciroc and. Uh, yeah, man, my next door neighbor had, he had, first of all, I'm impressed because he was like 60 in his sixties and he could still have braids. That's impressive. That's actually not a negative thing, but he used to kind of wear jerseys and jeans and the way he used to wear his clothes. I'm like, yeah, 
yeah. He's he's trying to kind of grab at that. But you know, if he feels comfortable doing that, fine, whatever. No one loves him, and you didn't either, Jonathan. You know you what? You should have pulled him to the side and said, "Uh, Grandpa." I don't know, man. I need you to start looking at. Women he was actually the cherry pie pimp, as you called him. So that was a pimp someone, named Cherry Pie. Yeah, you know, he was no. I, he, I apologize. We do not disrespect a pimp named Cherry Pie on this show. <laughs> yeah. All hell, a pimp named Cherry Pie. If you have not. <laughs> <laughs> heard that episode if you do not know who a pimp named cherry pie is go find it the name of that episode is called a pimp named cherry pie my yeah. bad i would now never you disrespect. have me calling him that now i would never disrespect cherry pie moving on oh, yes <laughs> it's like i won't even allow this to continue I won't even, two things that don't happen on this show you will not disrespect thugger thugger <laughs> the young thug and you will not disrespect cherry pie them two things they ain't finna happen Sweet cherry pie. Anyway. Sweet cherry pie. But anyway. Yeah, man. Um, so, the, so the, the 90s were not perfect, and we're here to prove that. That is our overall point. The 90s did, they, you know, the 90s had negative moments. And we're going to highlight a few of those negative moments. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. This is the grown man top ten. Is a guy that both of us thought, well, the majority of us thought in the in the mid '90s that this guy was going to be the next one. Uh, Jonathan, you know who this guy is. I'm going to let you set up uh, this uh, Rockefeller signee who we thought. Yeah, I think was next. I think that um, he was a first round pick. He had so much promise. He is on. Quite possibly the greatest Jay Z album of all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that is his debut. Okay, yeah. that is his debut. You can't get a, a better debut than that, right? You can't. Um, he's from the Marcy Projects. It's a legendary story. He met uh, he met Jay Z, and Jay Z took him under his wing as as his prodigy, really. Right. You know, just exactly. You know, but for him to, for me, I, I push this. I pushed this and I wanted him to be number 10 and he was he was the number 10 pick because I've never seen an artist get so much support. I've never seen an artist get so much of a push and so many chances. I've never seen an artist have so much hype before their release. You said, "Okay, this is the next guy." This guy was hand picked by Jay-Z, quite possibly a top 5 MC, top 3 MC, quite possibly. Name, and this guy's name is Memphis, Memphis Bleak. Bleak. Yeah, man, and we're on, we're on different sides of this. This is the reason why he came in at number ten. I'll let you finish. Lawrence G. Point. Lawrence G. agrees that that he didn't live up to expectations. He doesn't think think that Memphis Bleak should be number all the way at, at number ten. Personally, I, I don't think he should have been on the list. Yeah, but once Jonathan Crane broke things down to me, then I was like, okay. Okay. Think about how many people on Rockefeller didn't get push. 
Think about how many people Jay-Z had on that album, and he didn't give them any support. He never wanted Cameron. He never wanted Dipset. He never wanted any of those people. That was very profitable, was he it not? He never wanted Kanye West. Did not want Kanye West. Kanye West gave him, really, he gave them him the blueprint. He gave him not only literally and figuratively, but he gave him uh, quite possibly his greatest album. People say Reasonable Doubt, my favorite Jay-Z album is Blueprint, and he produced that album and didn't even get picked up on tour, even though he clearly looked up to Jay-Z, called him his big brother, all this type of stuff. It's like clearly he had, he had this, Jay-Z had to feel in his heart, this this kid really wants my guidance. But no, he doesn't. He decides, I mean, Dame Dash had to kind of force it, but he decides, oh, I don't need to give that guidance to Kanye West. No, I'm going to give that guidance to to Memphis Bleak. <laughs> Memphis Bleak is who I need to to. I, I I place all of my eggs in the Memphis Bleak basket. basket. Right, right. And I'm thinking, holy, like, how does this happen? And it happened consistently. This man got a push, and I saw so many he's, other he's artists who were more talented. He's still getting a push. I don't, he's not on. He can't be on. Dude, um, I think the name of his record label is Warehouse Music, and it is the subsidiary of Rock Nation. There are different ways that we broke down this list. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, Memphis, I've heard Memphis Bleak rap. He's not the wackest rapper. Come on. What, what are you doing? Where are you guys going with this? To me, there are some people who are whack lyrically. There are some people who are whack personally. They're just whack humans. There are some people who <laughs> represented. They just represented some aspect of who they were. Right. Was just, it was just whack. Right. Exactly. And Memphis Bleak really doesn't represent anything whack lyrically. But his his opportunity was squandered. See, we stand on different sides because Jonathan's point of view is that he was given everything. He was given the opportunity to become somebody. He was handpicked. We say that in we, ha- in hip hop history, have you seen someone squander so, so much? So much, right? We call Jay Z the Bill Belichick of this situation. Yeah. He gave, Even though he's a far worse talent evaluator, he's not he's not very good at evaluating talent. Not not at all. But it's clear that he picked Memphis Bleak to be something. When you have arguably the one of the greatest rappers on your in your corner pushing you to be something. That's Jonathan Crane's point. My point is this. Because of that, we all know that uh the verse that we heard on Rock of uh, Reasonable Doubt was mainly written by Jay Z. Yes, and I personally, the reason I did not want to put him on this list is because I felt like he didn't get a he didn't get a fair shake because although Reasonable Doubt was not a big selling album, it was critically acclaimed and it was Jay Z's most lyrical album. So when you have that level of Jay Z writing for a young artist the expectation is very high but jay-z wrote the verse so when he drops his first album and it's a drop from that and we find out later that jay-z wrote the verse i think that it's kind of unfair to put all that expectation on him and expect him to be something that he just naturally wasn't so that's my reason why he he i didn't want to put him on the list but after hearing jonathan crane's point we had to come to a meeting of the minds and look at that from both aspects and say, Jay-Z gave him everything that he needed to be successful mm-hmm. and it was something about him that just, just couldn't pull it through. It just didn't work. So he came in at number 10 
on our worst 90s worst 90s uh rap yeah tail end of list. the 90s right there uh coming in at number nine now let's make a distinction about this rapper okay at coming in at number nine is will smith yeah this is not, very important not never not the fresh prince not the fresh prince because the fresh prince had bars is, is had a fucking lyrical legend in our opinion is our in our opinion and he represented hip-hop to the fullest yes but that guy will smith will william smith wilbur his name isn't William. It's Wilbur. It's Wilbur. That's why he goes by Will. It's Willie. Wilbur. Big Willie. We're going straight to the Wild Wild West. We're going straight. Okay. Just one of the songs that Big Willie made. I'm going to Miami. Over and over and over again. There was the, the song that he made. Here we go. Another year. Everybody sing. It's a new millennium. Oh, no, wait. Millennium. And I'm like, what happened to the guy who crapped it? Who crapped it? Some great songs. Who made Summertime. Who, uh, gosh, there was a video that Parents I just don't understand. Yeah, who the the video where uh, he fought Mike Tyson. I felt like that was a hilarious video and everything like that. Yeah, um, I can't think of the name of that. Nightmare on My Street. Yeah, um, just classic material. Actually, actually, he had the first. I think didn't he have the first Grammy nominated? Yes, and he was the first Grammy nominated, and I think he won. He was the first rapper to actually win a Grammy. Yeah, and he was just a better. He was a better rapper. He was a. He was an actual artist. A lot of people were kind of hard on him because of how squeaky clean he was. But we're just talking about lyrics, lyrically. Yeah, we ain't talking about that guy. Yeah, we're not. We talking about Will, Men in Black, Big yeah. Willie style yeah. ass. I didn't hate Men in Black Smith. though. Men in Black was was a well written. Well, he didn't write the movie it. was great, but it ain't got shit to do with the music. Big Willie style was a fucking horrible ass. It album. was um very 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 corny. It was maybe, and I, you know, man, it was his. It was that 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 jump to pop that just was like okay. It was such a hard jump to pop. It may be the poppiest, softest, hip hop album ever. And I don't mean soft as in like it has to be the the hardest thing in the world, hard musically. But it was just like it was missing a soul. There right. was nothing there. Like I could, I don't even think he was really there. It was just like I got a movie to do. Let me do an album right now. Nas, could you write, could you write uh, Getting Jiggy with it real quick? Uh, yeah. nah, 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 nah. You want to know how, just just side note, you want to know how unfair life is? Nas. Um, <laughs> won a Grammy. Nas never won a Grammy for his own music, for his own, for Illmatic, for all of these, this great music. He never won an, He never won a Grammy. He wins a Grammy. He has one Grammy for writing Getting Jiggy with it. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, man, how unfair is life? Do you think that that they did that on purpose? It's like, damn, let's, you know, 
We're is, talking about okay. You know how shitty the Grammy, uh, the Grammy Council is now. Yes, we're talking about 1998 Grammy Council. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least, at least this Grammy Council is is starting to get a clue. They don't have a big clue. They don't have they 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 may have a squinted eye turned sideways in the dark looking through a uh, pin top clue, but they, at least they have a clue. Back then, they did not have a clue at all. So it was just it's just what he became. I felt like with most people, I don't really take not writing your rhymes as hard as I took Will Smith because I knew he could do it. I felt like he was just lazy and he didn't have the time and he didn't have the passion to do it anymore. But he still wanted to kind of extend himself into that uh, area of uh, of entertainment instead of just saying, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with this. I don't I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. He just kept he just kept going with it because there I think are people. It was a money hustle. We got to remember that. And, and 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 let me just say something about this list. The back end of this list is probably the most respectful that we've that we <laughs> like ten and nine are probably the most respect that we've given these artists. But their music just Will Smith's music. It just got to the point where it was just kind of soulless. Uh, moving on to number eight. <laughs> another another artist that we argued about because this guy came out when I was in high school. This album came out when I was in high school, so I'm tied to it different. You really fought hard for this guy. I fought hard for this guy. Because with and when I was in high school, there were three things that me and my friends only listened to. Mm-hmm. That was Eminem, Bone Thugs and Harmony. And Timberland and Magoo. Timberland and Magoo. Those albums were, that was in constant rotation with me and my friend. Specifically Magoo. The album at number eight is Magoo. I dream about Nia Longo, make all the Luciano and girls with condo, Chanel with Gatano. Girl, my persona, I share like Sonny Bono. Black and white keys, lay girls on my piano. Me, Missy, and Timbo, rap at any tempo. Huckleberry fan, Magoo, the South Pimpo. Caught up in my lingo, B9, girl, I'm bingo. Help, I see a beetle, cool out, that's only Ringo. Missy sang a jangle as I commence the tango. Genuine riding on a pony, put pony in the middle. Check the riddle, got your girl pants hot a little. Thinking that she's dying. When you only just a nickel, take a tickle Cause your man pickle green and ridicule Maggin too old from down south and nickel Black house shoes, my cane go to match Pimp crap game, take all your scratch Girl, I'm the P, see me on TV BB, hook me up with your girl CC Female, looky here, I'm Chip, you dare Let me get one kiss, just don't go tell You so absurd, I thought you heard If you don't know, the bird is the word It's the bird, bird, bird I think I think people would agree though, man, because I can't. I, I, I think that from a, you're one. talking about okay. I'm just gonna be quiet because I'm hurt. That's fine. That's fine. But it's like you're talking about an album, and and I agree with you. The album was enjoyable to listen to. That had a lot of hits, had a lot of moments. You played a verse. Um, that was a good verse. What was it from? Um, give it up. We, we gonna, gonna show you happy party. Give it up. Yeah, he, he did a he good job that. on that. He, he and that. some of these people, I can pick out moments. I can pick out moments from Memphis Bleak. I can pick out moments. Um, I can pick out moments from these artists where it's like, hey, this was this was actually a pretty good verse. But when you consider the fact that he had, he was another guy who had a lot. He was another guy who had a lot going for him. Timberland put him in a position to win. 
But I felt like without Timberland, what would he have been? And he was just along for the ride. It, what and he, he was okay. I feel you. What he was he okay been? with being along for the ride. And I didn't like that. Yeah, I was going to say what he would have been without Timberland. But on the other hand, what he could have been with Timberland. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? We, we're, not, we're talking about an artist who, who, who's, who, he's a character rapper. And he's a, and I, I, I understand and, and that. I understand that it was all about his voice. He was picked because of his voice and because of the character. And he fit into a, a certain, he was a puzzle piece. And that's it. And you I know? think because of that, that's why he comes in at number, number eight. Because he was a puzzle, he was just a puzzle piece. He was just a puzzle piece. And he wasn't, he legitimately said, I remember watching Rap City. He, he was speaking with Big Tigger. And Big Tigger asked him, like, you know, he said cousin a couple of times and did the whole Big Tigger bullshit thing that he always did. <laughs> And then he was asking him, like, do you ever plan on um, do you ever plan on doing your own solo work? And he was just like, no, nah, man, I don't I'm not going to plan on doing this. I'm trying to do my Magoo uh, thing. <laughs> I, you know, that, that, you know, I'm not you know, I, I'm with Timberland. Like, I'm not going to try to do my own music. I'm just going to do stuff with Timberland. I'm like, man, you don't you don't have any aspirations to show people what you can do without this unbelievable superstar producer. Or, or, or at least by smart. yourself or at least by yourself. Smart smart but it's like damn like i really don't i think of you as just some tool some dude who's just put out there and it's like you have a voice you rap well over timberland beats and you are nothing else and you're okay with that okay the I, music, I, don't, I don't have anything i okay i i, I think that magoo, once again i'm tied to magoo so i don't see the magoo that's a terrible thing to say man I'm because there were some bad moments that, the bird, 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 the bird, the bird, the bird, bird, bird. And I'm like, oh, man, really? Really, dude? Jonathan Crane does not have any social media. Um, I'm going to create him some social media. No, that's okay. So that if you want to talk badly about Jonathan Crane. I won't um, pay any attention. We're at, we're at, uh, at fourth, you can look us up at Fourth Coast Media on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Sure, sure, you could do and, that. You can send he, it there. I won't I, check it, but... <laughs> I'll be forced to read all of it and relay the messages, but moving on. <laughs> Nobody's going to defend Magoo, man. You're I'm, saying I'm that sorry. like, except unless it's like Magoo's aunt or someone have, on the. I have I I have people that will help me defend Magoo. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I I just I don't know. I was in high school. Lawrence G. The bird is the word. Did you know that? <laughs> I don't know if you're you're aware of that fact, but it's true. No, man. Um, I, I, moving on. Moving on. <sighs> And once again, the top half of this list is as respectful as we could possibly get it. But these guys saying still a were kind of saying a lot. But these guys still were kind of. Eh. No, coming in at number seven is Diddy. Once again, I give the floor to Jonathan Crane. Um, you know what, man, Puff Daddy. Let me talk about his strengths for for a quick moment. Yes, okay? let's, let's talk about his strengths. His strengths. There's like five of them. <laughs> I think he he was always a very good executive producer. If you put him in a room with an artist and you say, "Okay, this is how you create an album," 
This is how you craft. Uh, this is how you craft your work. This is how you're going to have this many club songs. You're going to have this many serious songs. You're going to have this many songs about this subject. I feel like he's great. And they're going to fall in this order. Yes. And your production is going to sound like this. And so many artists fail. Amazing at that. ear. Amazing yes. ear for music. One he, of the Pete Diddy is one of the greatest musical minds we have in hip hop. An awesome promoter and self promoter and one of but the only this, men I know. Wait a minute. This, let me give this one more. Let me get this one more. Diddy is one of the only men, and this will go right along with what you're finna say, in music, probably aside from DJ Khaled, that can't do shit and is amazing at it. <laughs> he can't dance, yet he's amazing at it. He can't act, yet he's been very successful at it. <laughs> he can't rap. But he's been very successful at, at it. I don't know where you get that kind of magic from. You know what, man? I didn't think the Raisin in the Sun play was that bad. It's, that's my point. Yeah. Dude, we're talking about an awful artist with a classic album. You know what, man? He is a... <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> now, all everything that we, we put him on this list, we've just said a lot of positive things about him, right? Right. We set that up so you could understand that... With all of those positives, you have to be pretty damn horrible <laughs> to rap, to be a rapper. Yeah. And, and you end up on this list because you must be so bad at this. And you're like, of course, everybody's like, but wait a minute. He doesn't even write his rhyme. So why are you putting a dude on? That's Look, why he on the damn list. He's on the list because Royce the 5'9", Crooked Eye. Sauce just, Money. Uh, <laughs> sauce Money. Biggie. <laughs> Wrote for this man, yet it he just had no flow. He has no flow. His voice is thin. Kind of hard with you not around. He has no, no cadence. Smiling down. Now, that was written by Sauce Money. That was written by Sauce Money. Sauce Money is a talented dude. And it's like, it, it's not what he said. It's just, and it was a huge hit. But it's just like, damn, man, this just isn't working. Like, watching dude, us while we me, pray for you, you some more every names. day. Remember the Money Making Mitch album he came out with a couple of years ago? Uh, Do you know the, al- the the writers that were on that album? Go ahead and give me a couple. Styles P. Uh, favorite Pu- rapper's favorite Pusher, rapper. That's pretty good. Pusha T. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> Legend. He had those guys on his album writing for him. Do you remember the song that he made on the Godzilla soundtrack? Ah. Uh, Come, uh, no surprise, close your eyes, come uh, with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a song that he made with Jimmy Page. Any, I dare anyone to go check. It was one of the worst singles I have ever heard in my life. Yeah, there was, was a, uh, that was Godzilla his, was in the video. Yeah, that was one. That was during his um, uh, uh, enemy number one, one, uh, one, <laughs> one, one, one stage. And it should have worked, right? It's like, you know, you're doing the whole Chuck D thing, right? But unfortunately, and you even, man, he it's like he had all the great ideas, but he just couldn't push it over because he had a terrible voice and a terrible delivery. So horrible, in fact, it would just ruin songs. Like, um, he had, he had, uh, in that, in that Chuck D remake, he had, uh, Flavor Flav. Right. Flavor Flav was actually on the song with the man. And I'm like, gosh, you got everything. You got the beat. You got Flavor Flav. And it's just, it just didn't work. It did not Public Enemy number, number one. one. And he even had another dude with a similar style, but his his worked. Mace Mace had that same Mace lazy had flow, but 
He, and he wrote, wrote for Diddy. It worked. He wrote for Diddy. Loon wrote for Diddy. All these dudes wrote for this man, and they just couldn't push him over. Now, I'm not saying that he didn't have hits. People could call out some hits and some songs that charted, we're songs that were highly successful. Why are you sitting there looking at your device, your radio, whatever kind of, whatever you listen to this podcast on? Why are you sitting there looking and you cussing us out? We're not saying Diddy had, we're not even saying Diddy was whack. We're not even saying Diddy didn't have hits. We're acknowledging every hit that's running through your mind right now. We agree. But step back from that <laughs> and ask yourself, can Diddy really rap? Can he can he can he perform can what he people perform give? Can he perform what other Dr. Dre? Doc man, my gosh. Dr. Dre is such a is great the exact same kind of artist that Diddy is. He is a producer who does not write, but when Eminem wrote for him, it's like it just works. It just he performs it. He really embodies a song. Listen to Compton. My God, this guy, every song he gave a performance with Diddy. Diddy goes into the studio. You give him you being a great lyricist that you are. You give him the lyrics. He raps them. And it's like that's and he it. Take, and he spends hours. <laughs> Working on this, trying to perfect this. They say Diddy is a perfectionist, and he'll get on your nerves about this song, trying to get it right. He just doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it. And that's why he had to be on the and list. That's why he, and that's why Diddy had to come in at a very respectful <laughs> number seven. Very, very respectful number seven. Um, Coming in at number six. He's a man who um, is a thief, kisses other men on the mouth as he robs them. <laughs> um, man, he, that that is a... And he has a type. Yes, he does. He has a type. You look at Lil Wayne, and you look at Young Thug, and you, you look at Jacquees. Uh, Birdman has a type, and we're not including Tony Braxton in there because she's a beard. Right now, <laughs> right now, somewhere, he's rubbing his hands together for no reason. For no reason. He's listening to this podcast because he's Birdman. He, and he's just rubbing his hands. He's like, <laughs> they. He's, he's begging us to put respect on his name. I put respect on your name. You a hustler. As a businessman. As a businessman. That's I, all I give him. Uh, I give you... As a, as a, as a, how about this? As a swind, as a swindler and a shyster. As a typical, as a typical businessman, and, and when I say typical music businessman, I'm speaking of Big Red in the Five Heartbeats <laughs> businessman. His office hours are from nine, nine to, five, to five, and he's very specific about that. <laughs> he's like, look, and we always, I always question, man, like, what if that dude did show up at ten a.m. He probably would have talked to him. He's like, hey, my office hours. Because at first he was talking to him. He's like, my office hours are from nine to five. We're talking about the five heartbeats. It's a legendary, it's a legendary black film. If, you should check it out. If you haven't seen the two problems are here, you're either not black or you're too young. Or you're unbelievably young. <laughs> but there was a character in that film who ripped off the five heartbeats. And he his evil can oh, only be matched. His character can only be matched by by a real life figure. In baby, baby, yeah, yeah. Um, be, red, big red was based off of Suge Knight and Baby. <laughs> Pretty much, I really believe that. Um, anytime you kiss a man on the mouth, on the lips, on the lip, multiple times, not just once. Not there's 
Yes. People tried to make excuses. People made all types of excuses. I remember being in high school and girls would be like, he just loves him. There's nothing <laughs> like and we were just like, man, my uncle gave me a kiss on the cheek when I was a Let little boy. When I was a little kid. Let me tell you something. I wish Joe was here to confirm. Uh I I I don't know if I've been officially kissed on the cheek by my father. Yeah. But I have had his beard graze my face in a loving manner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but that's legitimately that, your father. And that's though. legitimate. That I that I came from his loins. Yes. We share the same DNA. So you can make that point. <laughs> and he's never kissed me on the lips. I oh, wish no, I would. Lips. To, I wish no. my dad. I want you. I almost want to go and see if I can kiss my daddy on the lips and see what happens. <laughs> Just to see my daddy reaction. damn near eighty years old. I bet you he'll beat my ass. <sighs> but, but anyway, this let's is talk okay. about his music, okay? <laughs> we just wanted to cover that let's, just just for fun. Let just me for... make this. Let me make this point. Let me make this point. This is a point that needs to be made. We're talking go about right a man ahead. whose lyrics were written by what a generation would call one of the greatest rappers. Not necessarily my generation or the generation before me, but a current generation of children call Little Wayne one of the goats. This for, them he, for them he is. For them he is. I, and I'm not going to shit on them for that. I'm going to give you your respect. I've for always them. respected Little. Wayne. I will respect you for your opinion of that. There are a lot of people whose opinions are differ. I can think of two right now, Sean Judah and Freddie Freeze, who would disagree with you completely. But... Listen to the Sean Jude episode if you had, okay. have it. It's, it's great. Go um, DJ isn't a classic? But Lil Wayne got some classics, and in my opinion, he's got some good verses. But for you to have a man, for for you to be in a relationship with a man yes, with lyrical ability of that caliber who writes for you and for you to still sound like shite is a mystery. It's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. And he managed to do it. He used to talk rap. Do you think we called him a talk rapper? He literally used to just talk like, gosh, man, he would just there were there were so many times when he would just he would do a song and you just you're like, man, this guy really he's terrible. He's absolutely awful, man. Do you think that if I drank behind Rock him, <laughs> I would be slightly better as a rapper? We're talking about a man who kissed arguably one of the goats on the lips. <laughs> so I'm just simply asking you if Rakim, uh, so you think if me and Rakim just happened to be in the in the same general area, okay, and okay. he was let's say at McDonald's and he bought one of them good ass dollar sweet teas and he drunk it down to a quarter of the way <laughs> and the light shines upon this cup in a manner that i can okay, see okay. it has only been drunk a quarter of the way and i go and i go directly and drink behind the god mc okay. do you think that my rap skills would improve maybe a little i don't know maybe uh you have to do more than just drink after him so how you'd have to you'd have to you know maybe go to that mcdonald's and uh <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that far for some damn uh, uh, rap skills. Well, you know, it depends on how great you want to be. I lyrical. don't have those kind of rap skills. You know, if you want to, you know, how 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 many uh, legendary albums do you want to make? I don't. I don't want any if I got to do that. Okay, I'm okay. just saying. But, but, All right, but, but I'm just saying he kissed him. He kissed this man on the lips. Yes, he did, man. He did. My point is, he kissed this man on the lips and. 
that does, does that, I don't does think that he was doing it to get anything? better. I, I don't think he was just, that, just, that mean just to be serious, man. We're joking around about that. But apparently they had some weird father son friendship thing going on, even though they really weren't father son. I know. Little Wayne, little Wayne wasn't really he didn't have a dad. And that was kind of like the person who brought him into the industry. No matter what little Wayne supplied him with lyrically, he just couldn't really perform it. He didn't really have flow. He didn't really have the cadence. He didn't really have anything. Manny Fresh even had more personality than he did. And Manny Fresh knew he couldn't rap. <laughs> yeah, we were joking around. We were joking around about that type of thing. But Baby and, and Diddy kind of go in that same category of you have so many people. You have the beach. You have everything. Uh, you have everything provided for you, but you just can't deliver. There, there are no baby verses that are worth remembering, really. Oh, snap. He's rubbing his hands together. I'm by rubbing the way. my hands together. Hold on. Let me see if you can hear it. You heard? You heard me? 27, 27 sorry, white I doves. I apologize. I didn't put enough respect on his name. 27 doves flying in the bathroom. You heard? That's my <laughs> Birdman impression. He just rubs his hands and say shit that sounds cool but makes no sense. 57 white women rolling up in the Cadillac bins on orange doves. You feel me? Young money. Wheezy. Kiss you on the mouth. Staying in New Orleans. Mwah. Staying in New Orleans. Coming in at number five. <laughs> on the opposite end of the spectrum is a rapper that I consider myself as a very lucky individual. <laughs> um, a person who is the literal definition on the good side and the bad side of being in the right place at the right time. Nepotism is... Um, <laughs> a it, hell of a drug. Yes, it is. <laughs> it so, is. It's a hell of a drug. And he's high off of that. Uh, not so much now. But coming in at number five you can only is, so is, is C Murder. Bitch, I'm down with no limit. I ride for the cause. I'm the nigga on the tank with the big fucking balls. And if anybody fuck with shoot doggy dog, I'ma make this nigga's put his name on the wall. And everywhere I go, I got Mr. Magic yeah. Because I know that nigga don't care. He'll have that red shit pouring out your house. Nigga, any fucking time, nigga, any fucking well. Make him bleed is the motto that I live by. If you fuck with me. This is gonna have to take a. Uh, this is this. We have to have a, a good explanation here, okay? Uh, Lawrence G and I, we went back and forth with this. We fought about this very hard, maybe as hard as anything on the list. Yeah, like the top five, we kind of had to argue. We almost, it was kind of rough. We didn't get the fist fighting, but everyone we looked at each other very aggressively. Everyone would say Silk the Shocker. Everyone's like, Silk the Shocker has to be on that list. He's a horrible 90s rapper. He did the rap stutter. He, he's known for that on a legendary level. But that's the key, isn't it? He's known for something. He's known for something. He's known for I something. There are Silk the off. Shocker hits. I can, I, here, here's, here's what I can do. I may not be able to give you specific titles, but I can at least rattle off a few classic Silk the Shocker songs. At least Southern classics. Let's not act like that song with him and Maya. Let's not act like you didn't wait for his verse on that damn song. <laughs>
You know, one said, make you say, uh, and body, body. Now, one to the two, two to the three. I ain't saying leave him, but you need to, like, roll with me. Cause I can see you ain't happy here when I look in your eye. You a bird, you gotta spread your wings so nice. Time to fly. You ain't ever got a trip. Or remind me, I'm trying to live ghetto fab. Taking baths and bottles of dime deep. But I ain't perfect. Could you imagine me with no flaws? Like a parking lot with no cars? That's not our. Yes, it was bad. Yes, he stumbled through it. But let's not act like when that verse came on, let's not act like all of us didn't wait for that verse to come. There was just something that, that was like, I don't know, maybe it was a train wreck with him. I think it was the train wreck aspect. Like, it was like, what is he going to do next? The song that he had with Mystical, which was probably his biggest hit. It oh, ain't my fault. It ain't my fault. Did I do that? Now, I know that Mystical was really the main reason why that was very successful. But did not Silk the Shocker hold his own? He came in barely, barely. He did. He, he did his whole his whole silk the shocker. I'm, I'm right, and I'm here and I'm there. And you know, all beat. Then I'm on beat. Then I'm slightly off beat. I don't know. We're doing this, and to uh, prove a point. Now this says a lot because just to even talk about the next artist, we had to explain why silk the shocker because he's just not a memorable of the Miller boys. Everybody would say Master P. Everybody would say Silk the Shocker. We say C. Murder because C. Murder had one hit. And even in his one hit, he was not. It was really Mr. Magic's song. It's really Snoop's song. You know damn well when that song come on in the club and in the radio, you don't never hear C. Murder part. <laughs> you know damn well it's the hook, it's Magic part, and it's gone. We'll even play Snoop Dogg's part. It's gone. We own it something else. As a matter of fact, if you a DJ, if you a DJ in the South worth your salt, you play that song and then you follow that up with back that ass up. You don't even get to the sea murder part. No. <laughs> and you move I on. cannot remember anything. I just remember maybe it's because Mr. Magic was so good. Rest in peace. He was so good in that song. But that's what I'm saying. That was his biggest song. What was the song actually called? Ah. I just called it the Fuck Them Other Niggas song. Uh, I think that's what Fuck Them Other Niggas. I'm down. I'm yeah, but what's, is that the name of it, the song? It, it, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Rock, it even, really doesn't even matter. That's what, that's what I, everybody calls it. But anyway, it's I like. I mean, the fact that he was. That was actually a song. Okay, let's just be honest. Master P, at a certain point, especially after Tupac died, tried <laughs> to sound like Tupac. He he did it while he was alive. He did he it while alive. he was alive, but he really tried after he died. He really see murder. <sighs> really gave you an awful Tupac impression. Did a d did a d d. He was really heavy with e words. Yeah. He really did the say, he did the hate and the made the, the baby. Yeah, see murder was just of the Miller boys. Master P Master has. P, I'm sorry. Has you, has moments. Master P has classic music. Yes, he classic does. Classic singles, classic albums. You can pick and choose and find a great Master P playlist. And about and five terrible ones. About five terrible albums. Maybe six to seven terrible. Everything albums. Everything that he made after 1999. After, after like Last Dawn. Right. Everything after Last Dawn is freaking horrible. And Last Dawn wasn't even that great. But it's like. With C murder, it was just like I'll kill you twenty times. I'll kill you again. I'll kill, and he did. He actually, he he will kill you. Don't forget the fact that he was a real nigga. He he's just not a memorable dude. So we were going to pick someone from No Limit and someone from the Miller Click. It was going to be Silk the Shocker, but to me, it just had to be C. I voted for Silk the Shocker. 
Silk the Shocker would have actually come a little bit lower on my list, but after listening once again to Jonathan Crane and his conversation. We're going to get killed for this. I relented, and I agreed with him. I like how you're putting this all on my shoulders, too. I can see what's happening. Well, sometimes you have to take the blame. You're a part of this team now, and and some some of it has to go on you. (laughs) 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 But at least you remember Silk the Shocker for something. You do. The only thing I remember C. Murder for is being a bad Tupac impressionist. (laughs) (laughs) One third of, I would argue with you, one of the greatest hip-hop trios in hip-hop. Yeah. Uh, The group is undeniable. As a whole, the group is undeniable. As a whole, they are legends. And they are legends. Individually. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some got hopes and dreams. We got ways and means. The supreme dream team always up with the scheme. From how cap to selling raps, name the theme. Mirage to the top, floating on the screen. Who the hell wanna stop me? I hear that those who got me. A million refugees with unlimited warranties. Black Caesar, they can talk. Get a superstar. That's right. That's what you Ladies are. and gentlemen, we're talking about prize. <laughs> Coming in at number four. Prods. You always got to have some dude on the team. You got to have a Bill Winnington. You got to have a Jed. That's right. You talk that sports shit, nigga. You, you, got, <laughs> you always got to have that dude who just is kind of like you, Dickie Simpkins. Yeah, you talk that sports shit. You got to have the dude on the championship team that he's just there. You know, he's just. Yeah, he gives you. Randy Brown. You he, remember Randy he, Brown from he, the Bulls. He'll give you a solid 11, 5, and 2. That's pretty solid though. That's, that's pretty good. For a guy you like do come that. off the bench and score eleven points, you're like, okay, you know, <laughs> more like average that. one point a game or something like that. Yeah, yeah. This playoffs during the season, it's like one two points a game. Like his, his Praz, season average is like two point two. Did Praz work in the Fujis? Yes, I say he did. I just say he did work in the Fujis, even though uh, Clef was the producer and. He was kind of like he, he, was, he was the, the sh- ringleader. He was yeah, the he ring was leader. a ringleader, and Lauren Hill was like this Far super lyricist, talent. talented. I'll sing. I'll be a lyricist. I please, Lauren Hill, I'll come back. You, I'll give you some pussy. She did it all. She did everything. She did it all. But what did Praz offer us? He certainly didn't offer us pussy. I say that now that I awake, sleepwalk awakes. <laughs> You know I what? He w- they were cousins. They were cousins. More nepotism. What more nepotism? Um, nepotism. Nepotism. Like Ooh, I said, la, it's a hell la, of a drug. It's a, it's a, nepotism is a uh, it's a hell of a drug. Um, Give me a great prize verse, real quick. Mm, that hurt. That hurt me, man. That hurt me because I think you're being genuine. You're not even being funny right now. I'm really trying. Yeah. I am really sure. I can't remember. Because you know why? Because all of his stuff just kind of, I'm not saying that Wyclef was some great lyricist, but I can give you some good Wyclef songs. I can give you some songs Um, that. Can we talk about the carnival? Yeah, man. I mean. The the only good ass album Wyclef has ever had, in my opinion, is the carnival. Yeah. I thought that was solid. It's a solid album. Yeah. Um. He made some flat out hits. Lauren Hill is someone please go As a matter of fact, the man is so legendary, he's even being sampled today. Don't do don't do him and um uh, what's that? Wild Thoughts. Didn't uh Rycliffe have something to do with that song? That uh, Maria Maria? Didn't Maria put... Maria. Uh yeah, I'm not sure. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that was I Carlos think, Santana. I think that I think that Carlos Santana and Wyclef produced that song. Okay. So okay. Wyclef's legendary status is still around today. Let me ask you a question. Where's Prize? Lauren <laughs> uh, Hill is on I, tour. Wyclef ran for president of Haiti. And and Praz actually stood <laughs> actually stood with a person um with with his competitor and to to badmouth him and tell the people of Haiti not to vote for him. Even though Did he? Yeah, he actually did that. Even though Wyclef was not a Haitian citizen, so he couldn't run. People forgot about that. But he actually did. He he stood with the guy. You can look it up. But they their hatred for each other just goes, it runs deep. Their pain runs deep. Please share, share it, it with me. Share it with me. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, That's Star crazy. Trek. But um, it's like I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But it's yeah, just a lot going on with Prize, but again, it's certainly not music related. And his and his arrogance. <sighs> and his I heard, arrogance. I, I remember. Gosh, I can't remember the name of the song because it's a Prize song. But I remember he came on uh, to 106 in Park and he premiered this song. Uh, it was so terrible. It was like it was just a terrible song. I can't remember the name of. It. I wish I would have. I would have looked it up before this because I maybe you could have played some of it, but I'll let you know so maybe you could edit it in. And the song was just like, it was just a really bland, nothing song. I could just look at Free and AJ and I could just tell that they yeah, were kind of nice just, smiling. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, uh, have you talked to Lauren and Wyclef recently? Are you guys going to get back together? No, then we really don't need you here. You're just here because you're a Fuji. You're a Fuji, though. I give you that. You're a Fuji. Like I always Maria, tell Joe. Maria. Like I like I tell Joe, and it's probably a big reason uh why I'm part of this show. I would rather I would rather be the weak part of something successful. Good point. Than the successful part of something weak. Uh. <laughs> ah, well, one of them is more profitable than one the other. One of them is more profitable. I've seen than bunches and bunches of people who were the successful part of something weak, and it didn't mean shit. Exactly. That's why I said I would well, rather teams, be- hip hop, whatever you're talking about. It's like, yeah, you're just that dude who never won shit. You're just Carmelo Anthony. Exactly. I would, like I said, I would rather be the weak part of something successful than Man, the successful part of something Carmelo weak. scored fifty. Yeah, but it's for the Nuggets. But it's for the Knicks. Nobody gives a shit. So that's it, what prize. Well, prize. Wasn't that I'm not guy. gonna. Prize was just the weakest. He was just the the weakest guy. I'm, about to say, I'm not gonna put Prize and Carmelo Anthony nowhere near. Each yeah, yeah, that's... they're not even in the same stratosphere, my friend. Speaking Ooh, of basketball, uh, number number three. Yeah, all basketball players that attempted to rap. Except for Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, except for Shaq, and I know all of you are like, wait a minute, Shaq's supposed to be on the list. Shaq was garbage. Shaq was... Did you listen to his album? Go back. Why are you talking all that bullshit? Did you actually... I feel I feel like uh, the end of Malcolm X. Did you ever talk to Brother Malcolm? <laughs> Do you remember that? Exactly. <laughs> see Davis. Did you ever have a conversation with Shaq? Did you ever ha- actually look at him and have him smile back at you and spit raw lyrics? Exactly. We're talking about a man... If if you think we bullshitting, go back and listen to my biological didn't bother. You tell me that man didn't have bars. He had songs with cannabis. He had songs with papoose. He had. I mean, and <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who, if you go at, go back and listen to it, you'll say, you know what, this guy's more than functional, and it was just his hobby. What's up, Doc? Can we rock? It was just his hobby. Come on, man. Now Shaq Fu was a terrible, terrible. <laughs> Fighting game because the controls were off. Right. Yeah. yeah shit, I will yeah. agree with you on that. 
But that ain't got that ain't got shit to do with rap. But just just from just lyrically, I felt like he held his own he and he did what voice. he needed to do. He had a voice, he had lyrics, and he also had Biggie Smalls as a ghost. Biggie Smalls and Peter Guns as ghostwriters. Yeah. True. True. And he did write his own rhymes and they were solid when he wrote his own and rhymes. And he did and he and and, I, and Shaq has an immense respect for the culture. He does. On the other hand, Kobe Bryant. Cedric Sabalos. Cedric Sabalos. I'm not gonna put AI on that list because we never That was the two thousands. That was the two thousands. Yeah, what it was the two thousands. I know people probably thinking about that. It was the two thousands and we never really got to see what he was gonna be because there were just quite a few people who just came out with music and they tried to do it and it just it was like please go back and listen to Kobe Bryant rap. We had to group them all into to a category. There were just several of them who tried yeah, to do this. Yeah, it was too this. many of them to name. Uh, it's like they would have filled up the rest of the list. So we just spent this slot defending Shaq and letting you know that you're wrong if you want to put Shaq here. Yeah, we put Shaq on there because you tripped. We didn't put him on there because you tripping. That's why. Because we know you think Shaq should be on here, but you know what you can do. Nope. We're not going to stand for it. We're not going to stand for it. So just I shouldn't have to run from a black man. <laughs> Coming in at number two is a person that uh, Jonathan Crane absolutely um, loathes for the culture. Yeah. Um, I just think he was a horrible-ass rapper. He's a hypocrite. He's a horrible-ass rapper. He, um, I, I, he's, I, it's, not, it's not too many good things I can say about this guy. Uh, he gave Eminem a two in the source. Did he? Yes. Um, he he never gave. A, as a matter of fact, he started. He's tried to destroy Eminem's career, and it was a hypocritical move because he tried. He tried to do it based off of race. He said he didn't want white guys taking over the industry, but he's biracial. He was just bad for for hip hop. He was biracial. He he was just a guy who had a lot of power. He owned the source he and dave mays i personally the think that he bullied his way into the source a lot of rumors say that he bu- he was m- m- he, he bullied dave mays he bullied everyone he actually bullied who everyone. worked for the source into giving his group made the made men um four and a half mics yeah we're talking about ben i Zeno. heard that album by the way we're talking that, about that, benzino that, from the almighty rso yes checking in the closet for my blue below suit piping all around it with the matching tin boots up in the wagon with the 20 inch shoes on oh riding down the street with a 20 g stack shorty paging me saying look up in the mirror five off on my back it's legendarily bad legendarily bad i mean when you're so bad to the point that you have to strong arm a whole magazine just to make people you had uh, we talked about how memphis bleak had the support of a legendary rapper we talked about that Mm mm-hmm this guy had the hip hop Bible on his side, right? He had people write up articles about how his group was great and this was the best hip hop album to come out in the last five years. No one checked for it, and there's a reason for that. It's because he was awful. He was petty, and he hated a dude who really was lyrically. He was slaughtered lyrically by Eminem, but that's that's a battle that's not even really worth mentioning. And um, he really ran the source into the ground, man. He ran the source into the ground. And uh, he ass-kissed his way into features. He ass-kissed his way into so many different things. He's every, He represents everything that is wrong with 
man with with 90s hip hop other yeah. than other than our number 1 of course other than our number 1 man uh, do you yeah. have anything else to say about Benzino um uh, he's a good businessman i mean he managed to get as far as he did with no talent right uh i'm gonna put a question mark on that even a question mark on that he had a second magazine that came out i think hip hop weekly. weekly i don't know if it's still around yeah yeah but he tried he did try. i respect him for the i respect him for the hustle he did. He was on loving hip hop. He's. I, I'm glad that he realized he was a better crook. Than Go listen rap. to some Made Men music, even though that was the 2000s. Go listen to Made Men if you want to die. If, if you, you just want your soul to break. If you just want your ears to bleed. Coming in at number one is a man that, um, out of everybody on this list, you will agree with this. This was the most expected, but we're going to go into detail about why. And and well, is is pretty pretty much everyone would would have the same point to make. But we just thought about it, and we were like, you know what? This other than Benzino, he kind of represents everything that was wrong with nineties. Everything that was wrong with nineties hip hop. Um, yo, where should, where should we even start with this? We're gonna start like this. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. I sit back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and watch That's right, we're talking about that was, ice. Number one. That was actually a well written song, though. Not by him. Not by him. Not at all. By, by the guy from the Death Row. Uh, you know, guy from Death Row wrote that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Vanilla Ice is our worst 90s rapper. Of all time, he's number one. He's number one. He's 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 the worst. Um, should I talk about New Edition? Should I start it off like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're all familiar with uh with New Edition. We're all familiar with Candy Girl. We're all familiar. He's the girl, the girl. You look so sweet. My voice is way too high. Yeah, man, R- <laughs> Ralph Tresvan was just—he just had that that sugary cinnamon voice, didn't he? Listen, this is what we're gonna do, boy. We're gonna take your balls. We're gonna put them in his. We're gonna put them in, in a his, drawer. In his in his in his rubber band. We're gonna tuck them. We're gonna tuck them in, and it's gonna make you hit that extra octave you need to hit. Yeah, he hit it. He hit <laughs> it, and they. This hurts. <laughs> it's gonna now, make you million. Now sing, Candy Girl. Candy Girl. I told you, it works. <laughs> now that's go. That's the voice. We all Cadillac. Well, actually, actually, after new after new edition, uh, after they got finished with their Candy Girl tour, they were dropped off back in the projects with a Jeep and like thirty dollars, I think. Yeah, that actually happened. Michael Bivens tells that story. A Jeep and thirty dollars. Yeah, like a Jeep and thirty dollars, I think, is what they got after Candy Girl. This is like a platinum selling single. But we say that to say this, and it does that that will connect to Vanilla Ice. Just give us some time. Is that in the movie? All I want to say. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I never saw them film. Man, that's fucked up. But that's what they did. The same guy who made New Edition made New Kids on the Block. Now, New Kids on the Block, highly successful. These guys got millions of dollars. They got treated at least more. I think they got treated with more respect than than the black group did. So New Kids on the Block came out. And all of a sudden, you know, with this whitewash bullshit, you know, they're the same exact group. Five members. They got a really young member. They got from a high the voice exact guy. Same area. Yes. They're both from from Boston. Very true. 
Bobby Brown ain't got Bobby Brown ain't in no damn Transformer movies. No, no. Where's Bobby Brown's Transformers movie, man? I'm I'm asking. All he did was that shitter that no, shitty bad, Western my, movie. My bad, that's Mark Wahlberg. But still, I, yeah, yeah. Same thing. I understand what you're saying. Same we almost thing. put Marky Mark on the list. You're talking about uh, you're talking about one of the Wahlbergs. Yeah, but anyway. So this connects to Vanilla Ice in this way. Vanilla Ice was connected to a guy that we did not put on the list. You guys wanted this guy too, didn't you? Didn't you want this guy? Didn't you, bitch? Didn't you? You you wanted us to put Hammer on the list, but Hammer was a goddamn entertainer. Hammer was an entertainer. Hammer had, my cousin went to go see Hammer perform, and he said that this man danced for like two to three hours straight. No stops. This dude had like a broken leg and he's fucking dancing and doing all this crazy We're shit. Talking about a man so dedicated to his skill that he jumped, he fell off a stage and broke both his legs. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> you gotta respect that. He was not a good rapper, but as an entertainer, I, I do feel like there was something there. There was something entertaining. He sold out. He sold out hard, and that is terrible. He almost landed himself on the list because of doing the chicken commercial. He did a fucking chicken commercial. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up. But. But we felt like he he added enough to hip hop and people remember him fondly enough. I could not put him on that list with a lot of these other people. I but, couldn't put him on. I couldn't put MC Hammer on the list based off of the talent pool that we have right now. MC Hammer can wrap circles around <laughs> a lot of the kids that are right. He now. can. He could certainly dance circles around them. But they, this brings us directly to to Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice, like like the. Um, uh, like Marky Mark and and like new a lot on the block, new kids on the block, and like a lot of these white artists, he was he was created solely for the purpose of making making more money because he was white, making the 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 urban market more marketable and acceptable to white America. And this was especially he could go further than Hammer Hammer could. Right, he could go further than a black artist. He was literally brought into a room and they told him. Do you want to make, I think he's told the story, do you want to make a million dollars? This is what they brought up to him. Like They were like, do you want to make a million dollars? He was like, yeah. We're going to tell you that you're from the hood. You're going to say that you're from the hood. You're going to say that you got shot. You're going to say these things. You're going to wear these clothes. You're going to dance this way. You're going to act this way. You're going to speak this way. And so he truly was a, a culture vulture on the highest level. He is in the Hall of Fame of being a culture vulture. And... For that reason, I mean, he 10 million, I think he sold 10, 11, 12 million copies, which it may be the highest selling hip hop album of all time. Yep. And yeah, he's sitting on diamond. Yeah, he's sitting on diamond, but it is not with respect, not with any respect. He paid for it in the, in the you know, he, he could never really escape what he was. He's infamous. He's forever going to be. I mean, even though he still has a lot of money and he's, he's a successful guy, those demons kind of followed him for a long time. And and they should have for on a lot of levels. They really should have followed him for what he did because he really committed a sin, man. Interesting story about Vanilla Ice. Do you know that Rob he was Van Winkle? Almost, you know that he was almost signed to Rap a Lot Records. I heard that story. Yeah, you can probably find it online. But uh, I don't D, think Jay Prince would have let him live. Willie D tells the story of finding this guy in Dallas, Texas, and he had the song Ice Ice Baby. It was circulating <laughs> around. Wow. And Willie D was trying to get him signed to rap a lot. The song Ice Ice Baby comes out and Willie D thinks that they got him and they think they got a hit. 
and they just missed signing him. They he he never got to Jay Prince for some some odd reason. That story is online, so I think I might have heard of a Combat Jack show or somewhere. But yeah. you can actually hear where Vanilla Ice was almost signed. Yeah, to rap a lot of records. Yeah, that was that was. But a, he was a money grab anyway. That was an idea that couldn't lose. You take you know it's kind of like even though Adele is talented. I've always said this. Um, Jasmine's is ja, you know Jasmine Sullivan is the un un successful Adele to me. Yeah, they they're the same person. They're pretty much. Let's just let's keep it funky. Let's keep it real. Where else do you get a uh, somewhat cute chubby girl singing sad songs about relationships that she wrote? That she wrote singing sad songs about relationships. One of them is a very good singer in Adele, and I give her full credit. She's a talented person. But Jasmine Sullivan, if she's one of those people she can take your there is a, a video of Jasmine Sullivan on the internet singing in a talent show when she was a little girl, mm-hmm. and it will take your breath away. You will literally if I was in the talent show, I wouldn't perform. I'd just be like, I'm done. Give yeah. give her the award, she wins. But my point is, you always have this black artist that is supremely gifted, supremely ta- talented. Then you have another white artist that is inserted into to the uh, inserted into the conversation. Or Sam Smith is another very talented um, female. You say <laughs> anyway. You didn't catch what I said, did you? Oh, I I, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, he's also another very talented female. It's very very hurtful what you're doing, man. It's hurtful. Oh. No, I'm not. I just wanted to finish the song. Just okay. let me finish. Yes, you don't think. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you don't even know. Anyway, so yeah, man. Um, breaking down this list before we get up out of here, man. The culture vulture is at number one, guys. Um, the culture vulture, uh, Vanilla Ice falls in at number one. Going back over the list, coming in at number ten, we had Memphis Bleak at nine. Memphis Bleak is at nine. Will Smith. <laughs> Big at William. Eight Magoo. At oh. seven Diddy. At six Baby. At five C Murder. At four Proz. At three All basketball rappers except for Shaq. At two Benzino. And at number freaking one. Do 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 do. No no no, it's not do 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 do. It's ding 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He did that. Vanilla Ice. He tried to say that that wasn't a David Bowie song, by the way. It was a direct. It was a Queen or David Bowie? I think it was David Bowie, right? I want to think. I want to say it was Queen. Think no no, was, think I think I think it was David Bowie. Anyway, look it up and tell us that we're wrong or right. We're probably both wrong, but I think it's David Bowie. Under pressure, coming down on me. Look at you. Look at you knowing something. Anyway. Well, man, it's about time for us to break up out of here. Please send all your hate mail. Do, 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 do. <laughs> to Rob Van Winkle. To Rob Van Winkle. Um, AKA Vanilla Ice. Um, it's about time for us to break up out of this thing. And this we, is our <laughs> last song. <laughs> and as we always say about this time, grown ups, don't go out there and do no dumb shit. Cause grown ass men Do grown man shit We out R.I.P. Prodigy man When it come to text I'm similar to a menace 
But old dog sniffing king Couldn't fuck with the damage that I do to a bastard Keep fucking around Won't be nobody strong enough to Strong enough to the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by Fourth Coast Media, produced by Lawrence Tremell, and recorded at Fourth Coast Studios. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast? What?